Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening. Thank you for joining us on the East West podcast. I am your host, Fidel. Alongside, like always, are my co-hosts, Jerry and Kendall. How are you guys doing out there? Doing pretty good, man. What's good? Oh, you know, just uh, I'll be working from home for uh, the foreseeable future, so I just I got a desk, so I'm just trying to set up my workstation. So that's pretty much what I've been doing all day. Oh, okay. Understandable. Then Jerry, how's, you, how's your guys' weekend so far? Uh, it's been going pretty good, man. You know, can't do with so much right now. Just been watching some old basketball games, ESPN classics, and just playing a little bit of Matt and trying to pass some time by. Yeah, I've had, I've had a, a pretty good week overall. Uh, just getting adjusted to, you know, the social distancing, like the way they say. But you know, sometimes, sometimes there are blessings in this in disguise. You know. Um, got to spend a lot of time with my family and just catch up and, you know, I mean, here where I'm from, I mean, we get together and we, you know, we enjoy each other's company. You know, we usually turn on the barbecue pit, you know, and just kind of catch up. So overall, it's good, man. A little bit more family time, got a little bit more time to finish up some projects that, you know, I had pending Sometimes they're kind of hard to squeeze in, especially when, you know, you're you're always getting invited here and there. So, yep. Uh, blessings, blessings in disguise sometimes. Oh, that's that's awesome to hear, guys. All right. So when we left you guys off uh, a couple of days ago, there have been multiple signings since then. Um, probably the most notable one would be the Todd Gurley signing. So he was released by the Rams. And uh, he had signed with the Atlanta Falcons, I believe, on a one-year deal. Is that correct, guys? Yes, one-year yes. deal. Okay. What are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, you know, initially, mine's are, you know, we've seen this coming all week. You know, they have been talking about it since the uh, legal tampering period. They trade them or just cut them, outright cut them. So they end up cutting them right there on um, Thursday because they would have owed them ten plus million dollars if he was on their um, books at four o'clock in the afternoon. So the Rams went ahead and um, they cut Todd Gurley, and he ended up signing with the Falcons in less than twenty four hours the next day. So, um, like I said, it, it, it was something that that was going to happen. And Todd, um, he, I follow him on social media, so he's seen that coming as well. So, I mean, he, he's still young; he's only twenty five years old, but. In the Rams, they had to cut them to, to clear some of that cap space up off the books. Yeah, and we and we kind of all know that the Rams were like really in cap hell. I mean, as far as like these contracts that they had signed these players to. Um, Jerry, do you have anything to add on? 
Well, I mean, it's it. You look at it at both ways, right? At both perspectives, you know. Um, kind of like what Kendall was saying. I mean, if you look at it at, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, they signed him. He's still he's still young. You know, we've seen him when he's on his A game. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a great, you know, he's a great football player. You know, a great running back. Um, but then you see some conflicting reports. You know, even though it's a one-year deal, you know, some people will say it's a gamble. Um, some of the reports we're hearing is that his knee's not in good shape, you know. But, you know, you look at the other perspective, like what you're saying, I think that kind of like touching back on what he said, like well, what we had talked about, I love this whole team-building concept. And they had a very unusual way of building the team up, I mean, most notably, they, they would give up their draft capital instead of grooming and, you know, bringing players in, right, to groom them into their system or, or finding a right player that fits their scheme. They were going after these superstars and giving away all this draft capital and paying them tons of money. I think that Todd Gurley kind of like set the market right at the running backs. And then after that, it was Zeke. And now everybody wants all the running backs want this money. And now going back, going back to it, uh, it just it just shows you like the Rams are in a total rebuild, and I think that the Falcons are kind of like retooling, like trying to 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 get back into contention. Um, so, yeah, I mean, very interesting to see how both these these organizations, you know, are able to compete in their the in their respective divisions this year. Yeah, no, and then uh, he's still fairly young. I I want to say he's twenty five or twenty six. 25. 25, yeah, he's he's really young. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's just that knee, that knee is, uh, you know, has been an issue for a long time. And it looked like yeah, you know, that, that knee is okay. really starting to show, you know, the year that they uh, went to the Super Bowl, I believe, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Anderson, that right? Was, yep. Yeah, they had C.J. Anderson backing up. And I got a chance to meet Todd Gurley last year at his, at his, um, at his little camp that he, that he has in April of every year. And he was kind of limping around that day. That was in April of last year, a couple months after the Super Bowl. So, and then like the like I said, the, the past couple of years, like there's been rumors coming out of you know coming out from L.A. that they've been trying to find a way to get rid of him. Oh, um, Colin Cowherd. I listened to him on the herd on his daily radio station, and he said he has close connects with people in the um at the Rams camp, and they they've been trying. They, they said Todd Gurley has been a bad locker room guy. So I mean, they, it's, this is nothing new. It's not a shot. They've been trying to get rid of that contract for a while. Oh yeah, uh, I just just to add on to that, you know, um, it, it it's what we have been informed. It's arthritis in his knee. Yeah. So so the the thing that makes it very interesting is that, you know, I'm pretty sure I don't know how many people are, are aware how bad arthritis can affect somebody. Uh, me personally, I, I, I know somebody in my family very, very close. I mean, literally, like, it's almost like it leaves them paralyzed. So I can only imagine on his knee, I mean, that's one of the most important things for a running back, right? Because that's the flexibility to run, to cut, and all that stuff. But from what from the reports we were hearing was, you know, he probably won't be able to practice two days out of the week. And, you know, typically clubs take a Monday off. So, you know... They'll play Sunday. They'll take a Monday off, and then two days out of that week, he won't be able to practice, and he's gonna have to be taking two types of injection: one for pain, and one to 
to alleviate the, um, the so I guess it's inflammation. So that's uh, uh, basically in a nutshell what, what it is. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting. You know what I mean? Um, it's just unfortunate because he, I mean, I don't know about the, the whole locker room thing. He always looked like he, he kind of reminds me of, of, of a guy that kind of just doesn't say too much and just gets to work, you know, but I'm just saying overall, it's just kind of unfortunate at that young age, you know, he's kind of suffering to, from this arthritis in his knee. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it pays off big for the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons have, they've, they've, they've done some questionable moves on their, on their end. I would to, say so. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is that when you look at, when you look at it, okay, you know, they get, they get rid of one player and then they bring in somebody from the Rams, right? Ironically. <laughs> uh, and when I, when I say player, they got, they, they didn't sign Vic Beasley. Uh, that was their defensive end, their edge rusher, the one that gets to the quarterback, right? They didn't bring him in because apparently he wasn't a scheme fit. So they went and got, they signed Dante Fowler, who's an edge rusher, uh, basically same size, same length. Basically they <laughs> let go of one player to get the same player. I, I mean, that, that's the way I kind of see it. You know what I mean? And, and Dante Fowler was playing with the, uh, with the Rams. So it's just, it's just, you know what I mean? They, they, they did bring him in, but then they, they, they let go of their best cornerback, the defensive back. And uh, Marcus Trufant. So, I mean, they, they're still a good team. I know. I know, Kendall. We were talking it during our conference that, you know, that that, you know, they have all the pieces. How many first rounds did we say? They got ten first rounds of a start in offense. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's the 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 doors wide open for Atlanta like this. I'm telling you, next year, I mean, it's going to be some coaches and GMs possibly on the hot seat there with all that talent there if they don't get it done. Well, yeah, most definitely, you know, Thomas Dimitrioff and, you know, obviously Dan Quinn would be all on top of the list, I feel like. Uh, they still have Matt Ryan. Um, I, you know, I feel like he still has some years left, and they have a really good receiving tandem, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Julio Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, well, we obviously we know that Austin Hooper left, but they did trade for um, – um, Hayden Hurst. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. From the Ravens. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, they can, they're, they're going to be able to keep, uh, compete in the division, but Tom Brady just got there too. You know, Teddy Bridgewater just got to um, Carolina Panthers. So yeah. it's going to be a very interesting division overall. It, it is because also, just to add to it, I mean, we talked so much about Tom Brady getting there and right, he, he's a winner. Uh, he doesn't take no for an answer. If they're losing, they're never losing, right? And then I was, and we mentioned how Drew Brees he decided to go ahead and re up, you know, come back to Saints two years. Also, they signed Emmanuel Sanders, which right. was which is one of the big names that was still out there. And so when you stop and you look at it, okay, like wow, like that, that is going to be a division that's going to be really tough again. You know what I mean? I think Emmanuel yeah. Sanders to the Saints is one of. The, I think is. I think you got to put it up there with the Tom Brady sign with the Buccaneers. A lot of people not talking about it yet, maybe because because it, it hasn't been twenty four hours yet. But Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints, that's all the Saints was lacking was a receiver split of Michael Thomas, and they got Emmanuel Sanders. I know he's 32, 33, 33, 33 years old, but he's still. I mean, he's still been a productive receiver. He was with the Forty ers for the second half of last of the last season, and he put up yeah, numbers. Yeah, he's a baller, most definitely. 
Um, other other signings that we for you know that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, one one of them would be Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. Uh, I believe that's on a one year deal. Oh, two. I think it's two. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. just but I mean for him, it's it just has to be disappointing. You know, he sat out last year. You know, thinking he was going to get the big contract day. And uh, Austin Eckler actually got a really good amount of money, right? You know, to start a running back, and I, you know, I believe, you know, he didn't get that much as far as the signing with the Broncos went. Not and, as much as he wanted. No, yeah, and you're right on that. He's still got, he's still got, he's still got a, a good ballpark number, so he's not playing for free. Uh, and and then another interesting twist to that is that it's an intra division signing so yeah. you know what i mean so that's just gonna add more heat to it right because they, they they when you're within the division you see that that team twice a year so right. i'm pretty sure when it's time to play against the chargers he was gonna want to run all over the chargers um yeah. it was basically you can look at it as a trade because in, in another way because chris harris played with the broncos then he went to yep. the chargers and Melvin Gordon <laughs> was with the Chargers and went to the Broncos. So either way, you want to flip it. And both of them got two-year deals. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, also, um, the Rams, they weren't done cutting players. They also released actually Clay Matthews and mm-hmm. a, a bit of a shocker as well. Mm-hmm. He's up there in age. But, man, he's a, he's been a true warrior, though. He's been, he, he has. I mean, everybody that, – that guy, that guy would – Literally, I mean, he played his heart out for the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. for many years. Last yeah. last year, he kind of struggled, but still, he still played his heart out. So, I, well, I mean, last, he broke his jaw. He, he broke yeah. his jaw during the Seattle uh, Thursday night football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he could be a pretty good rotational um, pass rusher on a on a pretty good team. Like, just come in and you know give somebody get, uh, like on third third down or maybe even fourth down or something like that. If it comes down to it. And probably get like five or six sacks a season. That's all right to Clay Matthews. I think it'd be pretty good for him. Yeah, and then just to kind of stay with the Rams, also, uh, you know, rumors were coming out uh, also that they were looking to trade Brandon Cooks. He's still on the training block, actually. Yeah, still. That, that's that's crazy, man. You know, in his short career, he's been you know with three different uh, teams: so New Orleans, New England, Los Angeles, and now he's probably going to be on another team here soon. It, it just goes to show you, right? Because uh, I mean, they they were very public when they traded for the defensive back. The, well, one of the top corner backs in the league, right, Jalen Ramsey. They gave two first right. round, two first rounders, and when they asked them, they said, "You know, why? Why so much?" And they said that he was a proven commodity. He didn't have to be trained. He knew how how it worked in the NFL, and why not train for, you know, a true asset like that? And you know, when you look at that philosophy, it was like, I think that they had, you know, since they had gone to the Super Bowl, they thought they could replicate it and just continue reloading. But now, now you kind of see them kind of like, looks like they're kind of pushing back. They're not even like, they're not even making announcements like the way they, they would normally. So it's kind of interesting, right? Because now it makes you look at the big picture. And I remember during our conference, I was telling you like, man, um, you know, I, I know that Jerry Jones had said that he wanted to make a big splash, right? Had, right. I mean, how many times did we? How many times did you guys hear that? I mean, during this entire off season, numerous times. Fidel. Yeah. Yep. 
And then, and during our conference, I'll say, I told you, I just said, I just kind of threw it out there. I know that the Cowboys have addressed the defensive line, but uh, I remember where we were talking during our conference. I said, did you guys see that, that video that was leaked? It looked like they were coming from like some kind of award ceremony. Jerry Jones was hugging Andrew, uh, Aaron Donald right. and was saying, you were my draft pick, but the, but the Rams took you before me. And, and and Aaron Donald was just like just like gleaming, like he was just so happy. They both looked like they loved each other, and and you know I'm not gonna, I don't want to get too much into it, right? Because the whole tampering thing. But anyways, I remember saying like, hey, do you do you think? I mean, I know that Aaron Donald would be, you know, that type of guy that you would have to give up a lot of draft capital. But I mean, looking at what where they're at right now, they have no first round pick for for two years. Uh, I don't even think they have a – they don't really have a third or a fourth either. Right. So they don't really – they don't have the, the the draft picks to build that team up. And I remember telling you guys, do you think the splash would be the Cowboys trading for Aaron Donald and giving up their first-round draft pick? Even though they, mm. they did bring in Gerald McCoy. But could that be the splash that Jerry Jones was talking about the whole entire time? Could you guys, could you guys see that? Because they could they could honestly bring that that contract in, and help them yeah. out, and give them the first round pick that they need. You know. Yeah. So kind of just to going back on the draft pick. So they have one second rounder, and they have two uh, two in the third round, one in the fourth, one in the sixth, and one in the seventh. So I mean, they really do not have a lot to work with. And again, they are against the cap. So just. You know what you were saying about Cowboys maybe trading for uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, what would they have to give up? Hmm. Think about it. If the Raiders traded Khalil Mack for two two number one picks and then a third pick, what what's Aaron Donald going to command? I mean, he's he's the he's the best defensive tackle in the entire league. And yeah. I, and I'm not saying and I'm not saying he's not, but think about it. How much you're going to have to give up to get this guy? Do you really want to be in a position like you are right now with Jalen Ramsey? No, you. No, if you're the Rams, you don't. You don't want to be in that position. No, it, I. I just think it's too much of a gamble. You know, get the guy, get trade the guy, but you're gonna risk your future. And you know, we kind of we talked about you know about how how you should build your team, and you shouldn't build it through free agency, but the draft. So if you don't have any picks, you can't. You can't do that. Right. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard, right? Because when you're building your team, you have to start with the quarterback, and then from there, you know, you you start adding the pieces around him, right? The left tackle, um, and then, you know, you go to the defensive end, then you go to your cornerback, and then from there, that's how you build your team, right? And so, yeah. Uh, when you look at when with the Rams, you know, they're they're interesting team. You know, Jared Goff had a great career at Cal. You know, he looked like a promising quarterback. But, I mean, you look at him now, I mean, he kind of struggles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then having a coach like that, I mean, literally a coach that literally calls in the play right before the microphone just shuts off. It's just insane. That just shows you that the coach is coaching him right to the last second. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, another signing, too, that, that actually happened today. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is going to be going to the Las Vegas Raiders. So 
that, that's definitely going to help out their receiving core, but I still feel like they're going to draft a receiver uh, in the first round, most, if not two. Most, most definitely for the Raiders. I will tell you this. The Raiders have been the most uh, – one. I mean, still till right now, they have been one of the most aggressive, um, you know, free agent – they've been the most aggressive with bringing in free agents. So it's good It's good that they're – you know, they're filling in the, the, the pieces here and there so they don't have to draft for a need. They can kind of draft, you know, the right way, right, which is like overall like the top, the top prospect regardless right. of position. Yeah, and then uh, before we went off the air the other night, we were talking about uh, Darius Slay being traded to the Eagles, so that actually was made official. Uh, so they traded, I believe it was a third and a fifth round pick for him. And uh, so, yeah, now Detroit is more than likely going to have to draft a corner. I think they're going to go Jeff Okuda with that um, with that, that pick, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to go Jeff Okuda there. They got a, they bought they brought in Desmond um Trufant from the Falcons, but you know he's a little older. He's like thirty. I want to say thirty right now, but um, they're I think they're going to get Jeff Okuda to slip to solidify that number two that number two corner spot. Uh, man, at three though, I mean that's kind of rich for a cornerback. But I mean, he's the best one. He's the best one in the draft. Well, yeah. I mean, hold on real quick because I I really study these guys. He has three career interceptions in his college football career, and they all came last year. Yeah, well, you see, I, I, well, the thing about corners, they're tricky, the, the grade, they're tricky, they're kind of tricky to scout because if you want to say, he, you know, he only got three three interceptions, maybe it's – They don't throw that way. Yeah, it could be because, you no, know, they don't throw to him. No, he's that much yeah. of a corner. And a lot of scouts say, like, he, he is the real deal. They compare him to Jalen Ramsey. So you know that's that's very that's my high comparisons of him right there, Jeff Okuda. I will say I do like his confidence. You know, I, I I think I saw. I mean, we all saw it when somebody asked him. You know, how did he feel about being like like taking it easy during the the, the season? He's like, when? He's like, well, yeah, you started getting a lot of flags. He said, no, we'll go back. I didn't have not not one penalty on me. Though you know, he he answered it with so much conviction. Well, the corner, they got to have confidence. If, if their confidence is shooken, I mean, they're pretty much goes their career. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, when you look at a player, you want to see a massive production throughout their years. You know, you, you know, you want to see how their, their growth was. Because I will tell you this, Ohio State, they have been pumping out a lot of defensive backs that have been playing at a high level. Uh, most, most notable, Marshawn Lattimore. And his first season... Wow, you know, he came out and he just so people don't for the people that don't know, Marshawn Lattimore plays for the uh, New Orleans Saints number 23. He's a cornerback. I mean, you know, when he came in as, as a rookie, he had, you know, uh, I think it was five interceptions. He took the league by storm. His second year, um, he kind of had a little bit of a dip up. His third year, dipping. And then this last year, it's a dip. And then you have, uh, there's uh, Denzel Ward, right, from the uh, Cleveland Browns. Am I correct? The the corner. Yes. Um, you talk. Is it Greedy Williams or either um Denzel no. Ward? Well, Denzel Ward. I'm talking about Denzel Ward. I'm talking about Ohio, Ohio State corners. Right, Den- Denzel Ward. He was picked. He was picked up. He was picked very high. Also, 
And yeah. he had a he had a very flashy rookie rookie season, but like I said, as the as as his career is kind of he's already been in the league three years. I mean, it kind of plateaus. You know, you you want that corner that's always consistent. You know, always shutting it down or you know breaking it up. You know, going back to like real quick. I know it's a little bit off subject, but look at Byron Jones. You know, he didn't come away with interceptions, but he made it very tough for other wide receivers to catch on him. They weren't throwing his way. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just with the corners, there's not – I mean, there's not a corner that, like the way it was with Deion Sanders, you know. Yeah. You know, nowadays you got corners that take so many risks, so many chances, and, man, sometimes they whiff and sometimes they just do so good. So, it just goes, it just goes back to at number three – I mean, I would be trying to get some assets at number three. If everybody, right. if everybody sold on Jeff Okuda, hey, why don't you find somebody that wants a Jeff Okuda, get some assets out of it, and build that team the right way, the way you want to. Especially the Detroit Lions, looks like they're just yeah. recycling all the Patriots players. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, how about this then? Well, what if they draft a quarterback? What if they draft Tua? <laughs> they threw. They just threw a curveball to the whole entire league. Yes, that, that would definitely well, of the league. But just hear me out, though. During this offseason, there were rumors that Matthew Stafford wanted out of Detroit. I think his wife went on public and uh, and uh, mentioned something about those comments. And, you know, Matthew Stafford is getting older. Uh, he did have an injury last year. I, I want to say it was a neck injury. I could be wrong, but I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you have Matthew Stafford still there. You draft Tua. You redshirt him pretty much, you know, the first year. Let him sit on the bench and learn, and then next year start fresh with them. Well, I could definitely <laughs> go ahead. Yes, yeah, I, I um, I, I could definitely see that happening right now. I mean, it would be we've seen Sharkers in the draft lately, so I mean, it wouldn't be too much of a surprise. Well, I'll tell you this much yeah. right now: they're in a win. They have to win. Uh, that I mean, as it is, Matt Patricia, he was formerly of, of the of the New England Patriots. He was a defensive coordinator. You know, he's the one that apparently, you know, was the schematical, you know, very methodical, very, you know, precise. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I I, well, as a coach, no, we haven't seen it. But I'm just saying, as a defensive coordinator, that's why he got the job as a head coach. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at it, it's just one of those things. It's just, uh, are you, is, it, yeah. is it his identity or is it somebody else's identity, you know? Yeah, you know what? I think he's maybe trying to – he's trying to implement – we've seen this before with all these, uh, you know, ex-Patriots mm-hmm. assistant coaches, um, you know, so we're talking about him. Well, uh, we're talking about Romeo Cornell. We're talking about, you know um, – hold, hold on, hold on real quick because Brian Flores was – he came from the Patriots and he's doing things the right way. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but just to add on to that too, I mean – yeah, he's starting to, but he hasn't done anything yet. So I mean, that that trend is still continuing. Well, yes. that team fought, man. They're a very gritty team. Gritty. I mean, they brought the grit, and they, I mean, they they beat the Patriots at the at the end of the year. And 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 the common thing that we're seeing with these former Patriot players, I mean, Patriot, Patriot um, coaches, are that some of their players are not getting along with these coaches. We've seen Darius Slade come out this past week on first take. We seen DeAndre Hopkins after he got traded, he came out on Billy O'Brien from the Houston Texans. So it's a little common thing that's going around with these Patriots coaches that you know some of the players when they go to a new team, 
they don't like how they're implementing the Patriot way to those teams and whatnot. And it's it's kind of it's starting to be like a little trend. These these are two players within this past week that came out on former Patriot um coaches. Yeah, I I, I feel like the biggest problem is that they're trying to be somebody they're not. So they they've been you know let's just say with the Patriots for so long, so they see how they've done things previously, but that that doesn't work everywhere. If you don't have, you know, the discipline of the command of a Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. which nobody does besides him. Yeah, well, he's constantly, I mean, right now as we speak, I mean, he's just studying film with his scouts right now. I mean, while other people are, are you know, you know, while other people are trying to negotiate this or persuade this, he says, hey, you know what? We need we need this on our team. What do we got? I don't need the big names. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it, it comes down to discipline, right? So he's perfected his craft. He's done this for many years. He learned from the best, you know, and right now he is he is the best coach of all time. Yes. Well, you know what? I, I believe this year is gonna be his greatest challenge yet mm-hmm. as far as coaching wise. And this is I believe this is where people are gonna judge him more because yes. You can bring up all those rings, but you can say, hey, well, you had Tom Brady. You had a good defense. Right. You know, you can say a lot of different things. So I feel like this year's Belichick. Yeah, exactly. So this year, I feel like it's going to be the most important year for him just because he's going to have a lot to prove. Um, yes, I know he's got six Super Bowl rings. But, again, all those rings are attached to Tom Brady. Yeah. kind of reminds me of when Kobe and Shaq were together in the, with the Lakers, you know. Before Shaq left, you know, they, they, they would tell Kobe, hey, you only have those rings because of Shaq. And that, that pretty much, you know, they, that drove them apart. And, you yep. know, Shaq um, ended up leaving. And then Kobe, I mean, that team did struggle for a little bit, but they ended up winning back-to-back championships. Right. And, you know, when he would talk about these rings, he said those were the most important because he proved to people that he didn't need Shaq. He earned those rings. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, they got, they're on a – the Patriots are going to have a, one of the toughest battles because, you know, when you stop and you look at the at the landscape, I, I have the numbers for each team. Um, they might they may not be accurate, but they're ballparks. Um, when you look at the salary cap of what they have available, like for free agency, the Patriots are sitting right now with a, a available cap of less than a million. And it said seven, seven, seven hundred eighty five thousand right now available cap space. So when you have that kind of cap space, you're going to depend a lot on your draft picks. So, I mean, we can't be too harsh on Bill Belichick. You know, we're going to have to give him at least one, two years with Jared Stidham or what, because I I did see that they they weren't planning on bringing in Andy Dalton anytime soon. So the way it goes right now is Stidham looks like he's the man to go to. So we've got to give him at least one to two years with the team that he's going to like re, you know, rebuild yeah so that remains to be seen you know what actually happens but it is going to be a very uh interesting year in the nfl that's for sure yes any other teams you guys All want right. to know about the cap real quick before we uh get off um real quick i would like to say um we forgot to mention the um eric ebron signed with the steelers oh yeah yes so that was a pretty big under the radar signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that's that's going to be one great move for them. It just adds to the plethora of weapons they got there with Juju and Deontay Johnson and James Washington. So I think that's a good under radar signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eric Ebron. 
He's got to work on those hands, man. He dropped too many passes last year. Yes, yeah, yeah, still, still a player. Still, still kind of young. He's not not old yet. But I think I'm just this gonna be a pretty good sound for Pittsburgh there. Yeah, and real quick, yep. real quick, just to add to some couple reports, um, Cameron Wake. It was it was said that he was gonna retire. Um, his agent said no, he's not gonna retire. So Cameron Wake is yeah. he's, he's a defensive end, and we reported that he was gonna retire. So I just want to clear that up. Um, okay. uh, Jadavian Clowney is probably one of the biggest names out there still available in free agency. Uh, rumor has it that he is going to uh, resign with the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. Not at the number he wants, but uh, uh, you know, a close enough number. And um, I, I think on that one, it might be a, a performance-based contract, and yeah. that's all he's going to earn his additional money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then uh, for all the Cowboy fans, right? Because we do have a lot of Cowboy fans out there. Haha, Clinton Dix. He is the safety. That Mike McCarthy, the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, drafted while he was with Green Bay. Uh, he mm-hmm. did a couple of stints with the. Uh, he did it with the with the Bears and the Redskins, correct? Right, Bears and Redskins. Yeah. So, um, from the reports and the sources and the research we've done, it does it does. Uh, I, I believe the Cowboys are going to be running a cover three defense. So, just so people that don't really know the terminology. That's four defensive linemen, three linebackers, because everybody thought that, you know, oh, no, here we go. They're going to change the the defense around. So I think that the HaHa Glinton Dix signing, it's going to uh, help them with the free safety position. Uh, for those that are familiar with Xavier Woods, he's going to be playing your strong safety now. So just that was just a, 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 another signing that happened also during this time. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, which one of these free agent, big name free agents, um, you guys feel, or is like the mo the best name out there that somebody could possibly you know make a move on? Man, uh, I can't believe my guy Robbie Anderson. He's still available out there. I've been I've been calling for him all week, and the rumor has that his asking price is real high. And another wide receiver, I would say, um, Demarcus Robinson. I ha- I haven't heard his name at all. He's kind of going on the radar, but I mean, when you're playing. In the Kansas City Chiefs offense, you're going to go on the radar anyway. I and mean, he was like their fourth um, best receiver. But I mean, when he stepped in for Tyree Hill a couple of games this year, he, he he was pretty good, man. And he um, made a few plays in the championship game. I'm surprised I haven't heard his name this week. But those are two of my guys that are still out there. Yeah, I, I would have to go with the quarterback because that's the most important one of, of your team. Yep. I mean, the camp the camp story is still there. He's still part of the organization. They already told him his farewells, but he's still part of the team. So, you know, they're not on the same page, obviously. Um, Cam, Cam Newton and uh, Jameson Winston. Um, I know that we talked about it. I think that with Jameson, you had said Steelers backup would be ideal for him. I said, hey, yep. Jaguars backup would be ideal for him, right? And then uh, right. I think we all agreed that Cam would be a good a good candidate for the Redskins quarterback position so yeah definitely that that these are stories that we will definitely keep you in tune if you follow us on social media we'll definitely get you those reports out there we have some great sources that get us the information and we get it out to you ASAP so definitely guys um, follow us on the Instagram I know um, also we have the Facebook page Um, so definitely guys if you're not following follow yeah Uh, and I you know, what I'm waiting on is uh, to see what happens with Cam Newton. 
I know it's still a Carolina Panther because it hasn't been released yet, but it's it's going to be happening here soon. Um, so I I can definitely see him, you know, going to the Redskins. It just makes too much sense. Yeah. Um, him going there, you know, with you know Ron Rivera, uh, Dwayne Haskins again. Those reports coming out, they weren't they, they were not in his favor yeah. as far as him not uh, being able to pick up the playbook. But even when you look at the big picture, Dwayne Haskins, where they picked him in the first round, he wasn't a top, a top, you know, ten pick. No. So that 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 salary he has, they can actually carry him as a backup. You know, let him see how Cam, you know, goes about his business, and maybe maybe he can develop. You know, after Cam, Cam's still kind of, I mean, he's still relatively young. I think he'll be thirty-two this year. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, thirty-one. You think he's gonna be thirty-one? Yeah, he's thirty already. I think he'd be thirty-one. Okay, year. okay. I'm sorry. So he's thirty-one. So I mean, I understand. Obviously, not having an offensive line takes a toll on, on any quarterback's body, especially Cam, who played his heart out for those for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, literally. I mean, how many how many highlights do you can you recall him jumping over you know over defenders? Right, like just sacrificing his body to get that first down or that touchdown. So, you know, you know, I, I, I know that he has matured. I know he can read defenses. You know, if he gets that offensive line, a good offensive line behind him, he can still use his – he still has – he can still run. He can still get out, out in bootlegs, and he can still, you know, help a team win and, and even compete, you know, to for the division and to get into the playoffs. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. All right, guys. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up tonight's show? Uh, one other thing, um, Devontae Freeman. He's still out. There. I forgot to mention his name. So he was cut early this week too. So it'd be very interesting. I think Tampa Bay would be a, a yeah, great. Fit. Um, yes, he um he went to Florida State College. He played with Jameis Winston there, um, but you know Jameis not there anymore. But I think that'd be a great fit for him right there for the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Devontae Freeman. Uh, there's the the defensive end from the Jaguars, Yannick Ndakwe. Um, yes, I, I, he said he doesn't want to play with the Panthers anymore. Uh, the Pan the, yeah. the Panthers own his rights; they franchise tagged him. I I do see that they that there was talks, and then the talks kind of died down. But from what I heard is that there has been some recent um, teams looking into him. I mean, it's just kind of interesting when you look at it. I mean, the the teams that did make most sense to bring him in was the Colts, but uh, that's intra division. They weren't, so they weren't going to let that happen without you compensating them, right? So, de- yeah. definitely. I mean, what team do you see there with a first round pick that can afford him? You know, it just depends, right? Um, the the the, right. the 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 real quick, the teams with the with the the most amount of draft capital or cap space. I'm sorry. Uh, would be the Buffalo Bills at 32 million, Titans at 35 million, Redskins at 35, also the Jets at 36, the Lions at 43, the Colts at 45, and the Texans at 46. Browns are at 48 million, and the Dolphins at 49 million. So th- those yeah. are, those are some teams to kind of look out. Um, maybe look out for the for the Dolphins to give up their last first round pick. Out of, they have three this year. To, right. to go out there and sign Yannick and, and, I mean, trade for him and then sign him, be able to sign him 
uh, that would be definitely a good chess piece for them. So those are the, some names to just to keep out now, keep an eye out yes. for. Yeah, and uh, you know Jacksonville, you know, told him like, "Hey, we're not gonna let you. We're gonna franchise you." Mm-hmm, and right. he was very, you know, intimate that he did not want to play with the Jaguars. So right. yeah, definitely. Um, and that was Jack. That was the Jaguars, not the Panthers. Yeah, or, yeah, no. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Did I get the credit? Did I say the Panthers? Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, you said the no, Panthers. Okay. Oh man. Sorry. Hey man, it's a live show. Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said. He's gonna command about about eighteen to twenty million. So those oh, teams, a lot of money. Yeah, those teams I just mentioned, they have the cap space. So uh, definitely keep your eyes keep your eyes peeled. If you want the latest, follow us, and we will get it to you. And if not, we're gonna talk about it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna go and wrap up tonight's show. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch up with you guys next week. Take care. Thank you guys. Hey, now. All right. Wash your hands. Wash your hands with hot water and soap. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.